Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Yes, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Without Bias for Bowls Australia. Darren Parkin is my name, sitting in for Jack Everin, who you've been hearing across uh, the SEN airwaves, hosting our breakfast program last week and also for the remainder of this week. I'll be here for the next 20 minutes or so, talking all things Lawn Bowls. Got a couple of special guests on the program as we continue to reflect back on our last month's Australian Open. We look towards... Uh, what the immediate future holds as well. And you can catch all of that out, of course, online at Bowls Australia or via their Facebook page as well and uh, various other social media platforms. Our first guest is Dawn Heyman, 22-year-old from Carrawa in New South Wales and uh, also been representing the powerful Sydney Club St John's Park and claimed the 2019 Australian Open Women's Pairs Trophy uh, last month on the Gold Coast and also reached the semi-finals in the uh, individual event and has also been promoted again to the Australian Jackaroos squad. Uh, Dawn, thank you very much for your time. Not a problem at all. Now, looking more short-term, a good performance last Friday and winning the New South Wales Women's Champion of Champions singles event. So good to carry on some of that form from last month's Oz Open. Yeah, absolutely. It was a um, great Australian Open for me this year. Um, And I was lucky enough to have a week off in between uh, the Australian Open and Champion of Champions singles. Um, yeah, so I've played eight games there and um, come away with a win um, in some pretty tricky conditions. There was um, a few days there where it was pouring rain. So it was, yeah, it was good to get the win. Absolutely. Um, I know obviously you've been doing this for a while despite your, your age, but how much confidence have you taken out of the last couple of months? I mean, you've achieved a bit before that anyway, but to, to get those good results at the, the Oz Open on the Gold Coast and then obviously back that up as you've been able to do with example last Friday? Yeah, it's given me a real boost of confidence um, getting to the back end of two events in the Australian Open. So it was good to keep up the form and, and even boost my confidence even more with the, the Champion Champion singles win. Now, um, it sets you up for the Australian Champion of Champions event, which I understand is, was it October 9 to 11? Uh, yeah, as far as I know. Yeah. I think that's right. So who do you see as your, your biggest threats there? Um, I haven't really looked to see who's actually won from all the other states, but um, I'm just going to go and practice beforehand and try and do my best. In regards to that, are you the, the type of person that will you know, look at the opposition very closely or is it more, as they say, with the, the sporting cliche, you, you take care of the things you can control, you just make sure that you're performing well? Uh, or at what stage would you perhaps look closely at that? Uh, I'm more the sort of player that will just focus on what I need to do I'm not. I don't really look at what players I have to overcome. Like I know there'll be some top players there, but it's all about what I need to do in preparation for that event. Now, um, for those that might not be entirely familiar with your your background journey, you're still quite young. But take us back to the the start of your career. So, um, I guess when did you start bowling? At what age? And and who got you into that? Um, so I started back when I was ten. Um, my parents were friends with some um, local bowlers at Ferry Meadow. And um, they just tried to get me to have a roll-up one day. And I said, no, no, don't be silly. That's mm-hmm. only for our old people. And, and anyway, they dragged me out there. And uh, I've never let a bowl out of my hand since. So I enjoyed it that much. How long did it so take? I've been playing. I was going to say, at what point did you realise that you, you might have been able to take this a, a fair way? Well, it was, it was um, I, 
at 12 years old, I think it was, I won the club championship at my local club at Ferry Meadow. And um, I went on to win the the regional champion and champions. Um, so from then on, I sort of thought maybe I could have a fair crack at this and, and go pretty far. Were you always competing against people a bit older than you? You spoke about winning the club championship at 12. Was that against upper age? Yeah, it was. The local club was, they were all quite um, older than me. But they were pretty good in taking me under their wings and showing me the ropes and... Yeah, they were really good. Did that change at all when you started beating them? Uh, no, it didn't. They um, they still wanted me to do well, yeah. but at the same time, they still wanted to beat me. <laughs> but yeah, no, they were really good. Now, uh, the 2019 Australian Open Women's Pairs Trophy with uh, Genevieve, your, your partner there. Take us through, I guess, what that meant to you and obviously being able to sh- share that success with, with somebody else as well. Yeah, um, we started off a bit rocky. We um, we were behind a few games, but we managed to always come through. We never gave up. Um, in previous years, we'd made the quarterfinals, I think, once, and we got beat by um, Natasha and Carla. Um, but this year, we managed to beat them in the semi-final, um, which was a great game. But, um, yeah, we're good friends uh, off the green, so it was, it was a really good um, chance for us to play together again and um, have a great win. You mentioned you were a few down. I think you were down by six in actual fact. You ended up winning 17-12, which is obviously a great response after that. But what was the the, the turning point from, from a fairly hefty deficit? Yeah, well, we never gave up, but there was a slight moment where uh, Carmen was a little bit unlucky with one of the shots she played. And um, from then on, we just knuckled down and scored the next few ends and, yeah, got us over the line. Now, uh, being on SBS and, and Fox Sports, that'll be featured uh, on the Bowls show uh, a little bit later on in the year, that tournament as well. Uh, is there any extra awareness when you're competing that, you know, it's getting beamed across multiple sort of TV TV platforms and, and things like that? I mean, obviously, you know, you're, you're in the big time, but does that add any pressure or are you able to compete and completely block out the fact that that's happening? Well, um, from this year, I actually was able to block it all out because I was really focused and I really wanted to win the title. So for me personally, I just blocked it out and just um, played my game. Now, um, I imagine these are the phone calls you, you probably look forward to the most when you get these calls about Australian selection and up into the Jackaroo squad. It's not the first time it's it's happened for you, but uh, you have been elevated into their squad for the next 12 months. Can you tell us a little bit about sort of how you found that out? Uh, how did that conversation come about? Um, yeah, so when, um, Monday last week I received a message, um, but which had to keep quiet. Um, but I was absolutely over the moon when I read that my name was put in the um, Australian Jackaroo side um, because, yes, I have been in it before, but I wasn't in it for very long. So this time I really want to knuckle down and try my best to stay in the squad. Uh, can you learn much from that? You spoke about not being around too long. Is there anything you feel you could have done differently sort of going back to 2016 when you were when you were 19 years of age? Yeah, I had a few injuries which sort of... Um, set me back a little bit, but um, I've overcome those and I, I believe that if I knock down and try my hardest to keep up to date with every um, requirement that they need me to do, I, I feel like I can stay there. Uh, what was, the, I guess, the main learning experience from that? I know it might have been a lot of a lot about recovery for you at that point, un- unfortunately, with the, the injuries, but was there a, something that sort of stood out to you that, that you sort of observed from, from being around that, that international level? Uh, yeah, there was um, 
like at the stage I was then, I didn't feel that I was up to that level, um, like fitness-wise and, and bowls-wise. But I've got a lot more confidence since then um, and with my bowls especially. So, yeah, that's why. Speaking with uh, Dawn Heyman at the moment, 22-year-old young emerging Australian star. A couple before we let you go. Who are the competitors that, that you've sort of looked up to along the way or look up to now? I mean, you might be about to, to sort of compete with them at that sort of Jackaroos level, but, but are there a couple in particular? Um, I think Kelsey Cottrell mainly because she's a good club mate of mine and she's um, she's helped me along um, a little bit to try and get back into this squad. So, yeah, she she's really helped me. Fantastic. Uh, in terms of downtime, we spoke about October, and it is October 9 to 11, so that's nearly three months to the day away from, from where we are now. What, what does it look like for you between now and then in terms of training, competition? Is there sort of room for, for some downtime in that as well? Uh, there's a little bit of downtime, um, but I've got sort of district um, fours coming up this week and um, regional events um, to try and qualify for the state um, events. Um, and we've got the state pennant um, championships at the back of August and the indoor singles as well, so there'll be plenty of preparation. Um, but there will be a bit of downtime for family as well. Uh, and uh, in terms of that downtime, you spoke about a bit of family time. Is there some other stuff you, you sort of like to get up to? What, what do you sort of do to, to take your mind off competition when you, when you get that chance to relax? Uh, I don't mind a little bit of fishing, actually. When I go down um, to Korowa, um, I like going fishing in the Murray River. Uh, very good. And you spoke about sort of going back to, to Korowa. It's, it's always nice in those situations to sort of get back to your roots and uh, that is the perfect place as somebody that's sort of grown up in, in sort of regional areas. It's always nice to get that country escape. Well, yeah, it's not it's not so much for me. I, did, I grew up uh, in Wollongong, yep. but um, my partner comes from Corolla, so it's good to go back and see his family and just, yeah, relax for a little while. Ah, very good, very good. Well, we wish you well. Congratulations on all of your uh, recent success, and we certainly look forward to, uh, to hearing your name many, many more times going forward. Thank you very much. Dawn Heyman there. You're listening to Without Bias. Uh, for Bowls Australia, we are going to get a breakaway. Still plenty more to come. Lucas Protopapas will join us after this. Welcome back to the program. Darren Parkin here on Without Bias on 11.16 SEN. And we're about to uh, catch up with uh, Lucas uh, Protopapas very shortly just to have a chat about what is a, a very impressive and, and courageous journey that he's gone on and, and one that is uh, leading already to some success and what the future holds, certainly. Uh, looks like being a lot, lot more as well. Now, we are going to take a look also at the Jackaroos squads. We, we spoke to Dawn Heyman a little bit before about her ascension into the squad, but Bowls Australia has unveiled the Australian Jackaroos and emerging Jackaroos representative squads to steer the sport towards the upcoming international events over the course of the 2019-20 season. The sports national selectors have cast an eye towards the future when selecting the 20-player top-tiered contingent and the 12-player second-tier feeder squad, with the latter possessing a particular emphasis on youth with an average age of just 21. 2019 Australian Open under-18 boys and girls singles winners, Jared Davies, who's 16, and Kira Burke also 16. A new inclusions, Jake Ryan at 15, Joshua Studham at 18, Mason Lewis at 22, and Brianna Smith at 19. Also benefiting from exposure to the National High Performance Program for the first time. As we said, Dawn Heyman is the only change to the, I guess, the upper age squad, the Australian Open women's pairs winner, uh, making the jump from the pool of emerging jackaroos that we just spoke about as well. So they'll be contracted for the next 12 months. 
which will conclude after the 2020 World Bowls Championships, while the Australian Emerging Jackaroos team will remain intact for the rest of 2019, giving selectors an opportunity to include any inform additions ahead of 2020's first international competition, which is the Trans-Tasman Test Series in February. So we look forward to all of that. You can see those squads at bowls.com. Dot au for uh, all of the uh, latest uh, news around all of that. We spoke about uh, this young man, and you would have heard a little bit from him on uh, 7 News Melbourne's Inspiring Melbourne back in April, and also he was the subject of last weekend's The Bowl Show interview. And he joins us for Tobin Brothers Funerals at Celebrating Lives and Celebrating Bowlers' Lives Every Day. Don't forget to visit tobinbrothers.com.au for their bowls membership offer. It is uh, Lucas uh, Protopappas who joins us on the uh, program. And Lucas, thanks for your time. Thank you, Darren. Thank you for having me. Now, um, starting off with, uh, I guess, a little bit of your, your background. Obviously, you've been getting a, a little bit of coverage lately, which is fantastic to see. But going back to that inspiring Melbourne piece, it, it must have been great to, to, to get recognised in that way for for the journey that you've been going on. Yeah, it was inspiring. Um, you know, I, I actually didn't really see it coming until one of our my club members from Ringwood saying you're going to be on Channel 7, and I thought, my gosh, okay. Um, and, you know, it was a good thrill for me, especially having the um, cerebral palsy in my legs. It tells the uh, younger group um, that, you know, if you put your mind to it, anything can happen. Um, and that's what we're trying to get the word out with, and people with a disability, you know, don't be too scared. It's, you know, it's a game with all disabilities, intellectual, physical, um, blind, deaf. So, you know, don't be scared to come out and try our best game because you never know what can you what you can achieve like I have in the last few weeks, few months, sorry. Absolutely. Obviously won the multi-disability open pairs discipline at last month's Australian Open on the Gold Coast. You won pairs gold at the 2014 Cerebral Palsy Games and obviously Cerebral Palsy has been your ailment. Can you take us through the challenges you faced along the way, I guess, in life through that before even getting to the sporting side of it? Yeah, it was a big, um, you know, it's been tough having a disability. I didn't really put it, you know, I thought, you know, I've got to put my disability in a in a good way and not in a bad way. Um, you know, it's a bit funny, but, you know, you get close car parks and, you know, than anybody else, um, you know, and, I just didn't know where where it could lead me with my disability, um, especially in the sports wise. I was um, a bit scared um, when I came to bowls, and I didn't know what what I could do, you know. Um, and you know, my mum said to myself, you know, why don't you come and give bowls a crack with a disability, and um, you know, just just see how you go for the first time. If you don't like it. Um, you know, you don't have to do it. So I thought, okay, no worries. So I gave it a go and um, I really haven't looked back. Um, you know, I've loved playing with the disability people. Um, you know, I, I just feel with myself, um, with, with people with a disability. And, um, yeah, long did the challenges, having um, a lot of surgeries on my legs. So I, you know, I didn't know, you know, what to do with myself in class for six to eight weeks. Um, you know, and uh, you know, watch my beloved bombers uh, when I was recovering, and um, thankfully they were winning. While the time I was cleaning surgery, so um, that was that was good. Um, 
But, you know, and then try to recover from all my surgeries and then try to remember how to walk again. You know, I had to try and remember those steps um, on how to walk. And then um, got back into my playing bowls and had to learn, had to have a different disability, uh, different um, uh, delivery altogether mm-hmm. with my coach. And I thought, look, I've got to try and change something to with my disability. Um, and then, yeah, I've changed that and haven't really looked back since that time. I've changed everything. So, yeah, it's been a big way with my disability. But, um, you know, I've, I had to try and put it in a positive way and not a negative way. And you've, yeah. certainly, you've certainly done that. You Obviously, you mentioned the, the family influence as well. So I imagine you were quite young when you, you got into bowling. Was it sort of eight or nine years of age? Yeah, nine years age. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, you know, I couldn't do um, basketball and, and football and um, rugby and all those kind of quick sports. So I had to try and think, you know, what, what to do. And um, thankfully, my grandparents introduced me to um, warm bowls. And, um, you know, I went to the RSL and um, they resigned as a club. So they went to Heather Dale Bowls Club. And, um, yeah, I just started playing and putting down a bowl. And, um, yeah, it was, you know, it's a sport where I found my eye pretty quick. Um, but, you know, it took a lot of practice to get to where I am now and being with Mulgrave um, and then now with Ringwood, it's, it's been a big challenge for me in the last few years. But, um, yeah, I've got there and now I've just got to, you know, continue on, continue playing well and, you know, you never know what comes forward with, with um, Commonwealth Games, hopefully in 2022. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, I, you know, you don't want to look too far ahead of yourself and just keep looking for the next opportunity that arises. So. And speaking of the Commonwealth Games, you obviously got some direct inspiration for that. So you won the multi disability open pairs discipline at last month's Oz Open, as we said. Can you uh, take us yep. through how that played out? And obviously, with Kenny Hansen, who, who those that followed the sport would be well aware from the Commonwealth Games last year. So, so as we said, a bit of direct uh, inspiration. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny. Um, Ken and I. Um, played together at the um, multinationals in 2017. So that's the first time we we met each other. Um, and, you know, I've always said to Ken, you know, we need to try and <laughs> connect together and play, play, you know, pairs or something. And I said, well, why don't we play the um, Australian Open together in 2018? And um, unfortunately, we got to the um, quarterfinal, uh, semi- yeah, quarterfinal. I thought, you know what, I'm going to try and, um, you know, let's try and go that step further next year. So we entered it and, um, yeah, we just, we, we played a lot of tough games. Like we played Nathan Appleton and Josh Barry, who were the reigning champions um, last year. And I thought, oh, this is going to be a tough game. And Knuckle, he just went and got uh, one by one shot. So that I was really wrapped with that. Um, and then... Yeah, we, we won our section quite comfortably, which was which was nice. And then um, semi final, we um, won on the last bowl, so I played two bomb, two really good shots. So, and um, put my um, leader under the pump, which was really good. Uh, and then I couldn't watch Ken's bowl; I just <laughs> thought, oh no, I can't look. And then yeah, we won that game, and I thought, oh good, one more to go. Now I know I knew. 
going into the final, win, lose, or draw, I was going to get money either way, spending money. Um, so, you know, played the final, um, and I thought, oh, it's going to be a really tough game for the two opponents who are going to be really, you know, tough. And, um, yeah, we, we we played well, but we just couldn't get sling some ends together. We just couldn't put ends together, ends together. Um, and we well, three behind, up and back. I said to myself, you know what, if we can get two here, we're putting ourselves in a really good chance of winning it. Um, and then, fortunate enough, I put three right on it. And, and the master of Ken, of a good player he is, um, put three on it too, and we got six. I thought, oh my god! In the <laughs> final, we actually got six, and that's pretty rare. Just not yeah. in just disability open in a, you know, in a. Oh my god! Um, and I just said to myself, you know what? I've just got to slow down, calm down, put my bowls close, and you know, we just got one through, and we're, you know, we won, win by one shot. Um, and then little did we know we. I think we we're, were one down, uh, but um, the opposition skip could come in and Charlie Jack for four. And I thought, it's like, oh no, I have to pick up with six, chop for four. It's not really great. Um, and my, my three balls weren't far away, but they were, you know, they were in the area. Um, I thought, okay, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Ken played a bowl, and I said, oh, here we go. He got second shot. The next one, he was nowhere near it. Um, and then his last one was, was close. They're not close enough. And um, I couldn't watch his... I couldn't watch the last bowl. Still to this day, I've watched it on TV and I still can't watch it. Like, <laughs> I see myself, oh, no. Um, yeah, and he um, he was online all the way and he, um, he missed. Um, and I thought, okay, what did we just do? And I just... I thought physically, I just grabbed grab Ken and say, Oh my god, what did we just what did we just do then? And um yeah, it's 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 an amazing achievement just to win the AO but to win it with Ken as well. It's just at his age, um, you know, we just gotta he's just an awesome player and taught me a lot and so Ken is listening, I thank you very much again for what you've done for me. Um and yeah, we we played really, really well. So I was just wrapped and come home and I was just, I don't know, mentally exhausted after a long couple of weeks. And yeah, so it's, it's, it was just, yeah, it was great just to win the AO. And hopefully now we can go back to back. That'd be nice. Yeah. It's There's a, more fishing to see before you get to that part, obviously. Absolutely. And and just a couple before we let you go, you spoke about the Com Games, uh, Birmingham 2022. You've obviously competed in England yep. before. What sort of boxes do you have to tick between now and then? Obviously, you've spoken about that being a goal. It's still a few years away, but what are the, the areas you've got to yeah. tick off for that? Well, I think I'm just, I've just got to keep um, winning my national, winning the state stuff is, is important. Um, but obviously winning the um, the nationals for the multi disability part, if I can keep winning that, that would, you know, tell us like this hello, what about me? You know, that kind yep. of stuff. Yep. Um and obviously doing well the AR if I can do well in the singles and the pairs, that'll be that'll be really, really good. Um you know, if I can keep if I just keep doing that, um, you know, you never know your luck. Like, you know, everyone everyone's dream is the is 
Commonwealth Games, of course. Um, but, you know, if it's, I know I'm so young at the sport. Um, you know, if I just, if I don't, if I miss out on Birmingham, I've, you know, I can always go for the next one. So, you know, I know I won't be disappointed if I don't get picked because, you know, you, I always take a loss as a win, you know, because you can always regroup and get it, get the next one. So, yeah, I think that's the next box. If I can get all the, my nationals and state stuff for the disabilities, that'll be great. And hopefully mainstream as well. So, and just as we uh, we let you go, how you feel? Your bombers are travelling. Um, obviously, a couple of wins in a row, eight and seven now, and knocking on the door of the eighth. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, you know what? If we uh, if we can get another win next week against North, that will be I'll be um, licking my fingers together and saying, "Oh, this is a good chance for it." That's a good game. Yeah. <laughs> if we don't get any injuries between now and now and uh, the end of the season, but uh. You know, we've got some tough games coming up, especially against Adelaide in Adelaide. That's going to be a really, really tough game for us. But I think if, if we can get some good wins together, but we need to have the percentage up, that's the main key in the AFL. And you can't just tip a winner. So no, that's right. It's... Some suggestions for me, not tipping Essendon. I'm not going to do that. But if you could give me some tips, that would be nice. It's not doing fantastic at the moment. Oh, if you saw mine, yeah, I'd, yeah, uh, no. I'd probably agree. Yeah, that's, it's been the season of upsets. There's uh, there's no doubt about that. But Essendon keeping themselves uh, in the hunt, and it's a big game against uh, yeah. North Melbourne, a virtual elimination final. Well, for Tobin Brothers Funerals, celebrating lives, Lucas, it's been terrific catching up with you. We'll look forward to uh, continuing to monitor your journey. It's been great to uh, to hear from you, and well done on all of the uh, all of the wonderful work you've been doing, and including the coaching stuff as well, which I hope is going well. Good to see. Uh, obviously, you're helping out a lot of those people that are sort of coming through as the, the next generation as well. But uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and you know, if there's any more under 18 kids out there that really want to have a go, you know, feel free to get in contact with me and I can come and give you some coaching. Um, you know, that's our next generation is trying to coach the younger generation coming up. And I coach all the under 18s at, um, in Eastern, Eastern Eagles. So, um, you know, I know they're learning a lot from you and they're really enjoying it. So hopefully they can keep it going. So. Indeed. Yeah, thank Indeed. you so much. So if you give us a call on 1300 736 736, we can point you in the direction of Lucas for all of that. Thank you, uh, mate, and good luck. Thank you, Darren. Thank you for having me. That's it for us on Without Bias. Uh, we are going to get a breakaway. Talk a bit of VFL on the other side of this. Anthony Stangitz uh, to join us on the program. Uh, talking a big weekend of VFL footy. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91.